Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 456th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your temporary host, the fluffiest whimsicott, here today with my super fresh co-hosts, Claude Nine. Hello! And P. McGee. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast if you're new. It's great to have you here. And welcome back if you're old. It's great to have you back. Here at Puckle, you might wonder what that stands for. It's the Pokemon Underground Champions League because our friend Thatch was 16 when he made up the name. We talk about everything Pokemon. It's usually the video game. We take forays into the trading card game. And then sometimes we dig really, really deep and talk about stuff that nobody cares about, like Pokemon Kreta. Who even remembers that? We do. <laughs> We're like Pepperidge Farm. Ah, <laughs> uh, Pepperidge Farm we remembers. <laughs> exactly. Why do I know American commercials? I'm not American. Anyway, <laughs> it's the power of meme culture, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but as I said, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. As usual, uh, we're going to do a little intro in which we talk about our time in Pokemon in life in the last few weeks since we were on. So, P. McGee, what have you been doing lately? So, I feel like you're going to hear... You're going to be suffering some deja vu from me and Claude talking about what we've been doing because I feel like it's mm. largely been the same things. Uh, so I've been doing some draft league, obviously. Uh, that's mid-season right now for our Puckle Draft League. And so that's my first go around with that and I'm having some fun with it. Um, Good. Other than that, it's also been competitive Pokemon. So me and Claude have been doing those Pokemon of the episodes and I've been very mm-hmm. invested into VGC as of late. I'm mm-hmm. theory crafting about what's going to be good after those 16 are gone. And I'm really, really hopeful my Alolan Raichu is going to come and rise up, but we'll see. Oh, I, I can't wait to see that, actually. <laughs> I love Alolan Raichu. <laughs> I'm also hoping Alolan Raichu does something. It's been far too long. Okay, we're renaming this right here, right now to the Alolan Raichu podcast. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not. I'm sorry, I apologize. <laughs> Claude, what about you? You have the Pokemon of the Episode Battles co-hosts here, so besides doing that weekly, monthly, or however often we decide to do it, um, <laughs> been, I've been doing stuff yeah, with Draft should... League, messing around with random teams on Showdown, because, you know, gotta have fun. Yes, absolutely. As for me, I finally had two weeks off from work this summer, which was sorely needed, and I thought I would finally have the time to finish my Red Nuzlocke. And so what I did was 
play Fire Emblem Three Houses, which I had never really played before. So that's what I did in Pokemon, quote unquote, <laughs> since the last time I was on the show. No spoilers, please. I haven't even gotten to the time skip yet. I'm so behind. <laughs> I swear. It's like every game that is not Pokemon that I get my hands on just dies, goes in a corner, rots a little bit, and then resurfaces like three years later. It's what I do. Mm -hmm. It's sad. But it's what I do. I know Claude and I, to a bit, have been playing that Fall Guys game as like a little side activity right yeah, now. Yeah, it's fun. Mm -hmm. When you need off. like a mindless break and you want to have some like party game action, it's a good little, uh, a good little distraction. Especially oh, from the grind yeah. of competitive playing Pokemon. Uh, it's nice to have a little silliness. Yeah. Yeah, competitive can get a little rough sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, like, as sad as I am that I can't use my Whimsicott right now in in ladders and stuff, I am curious to see where this meta goes. Because is it going to be really as interesting as they were meaning it to be? Or is something else just going to take the place of Cinderace? I think it's going to be fairly similar to like before <laughs> Isle of Armor. Yeah. I mean, minus a couple of the big hitters, but, like, uh, I expect the same things to be just as good, if not as better from before. Yeah, Colossal's gonna be on the rise. Yep, Colossal and Lapras, Colossal. I think, are gonna be, like, the two big things you have to find a way to deal with. Hmm. Well, that's gonna be, that's gonna be interesting, for sure. I think now we can move on to the news, because there is actually something to say. Not much, but something. We're, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> no, sorry. Very. <laughs> Let's cue the epic music and move on to our news. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in. And welcome to the news. We, and by we, I mean McGee, tried to make it not all about Pokemon Go. Let's see if we succeeded. And by we, I still mean McGee. In general news, the next batch of Pokemon Journeys episode will release on Netflix in the US on September 11th. There are going to be 12 episodes and they're probably going to be spaced around 12 weekish, maybe? Yes, we, we have said this before. But as McGee says, it's not his fault that Pokemon is taking the summer off. There's nothing to talk about. It's empty. It's ba it's barren in the Pokemon world right now. Yeah, there's no Pokemon left anywhere. It's just that they're all gone. <laughs> a primal Groudon appeared. Desolate land. End of story. McGee, there's something if you want to read it off. Just to give you context of how far we're digging for Pokemon, general Pokemon news right now, uh, there is a new Pokemon Center opening up in Kanazawa, Japan, uh, which heavily features Milotic. Uh, yeah. So if you're in Japan yeah. and you love Milotic, there's a, there's a Pokemon Center for you now. Snazzy. Yeah, snaggy. There's Masters news, but we don't know about Masters enough to be able to understand what we're talking about when we give you the news. So we're going to skip right over it uh, so as not to say something that is completely out of place. Apologies. 
All right, let's start with this. So, starting Tuesday, which I believe is September 1st, right? First? First, yes. Uh, is when the Series 6 rule set begins on cartridge for Sword and Shield. So, it's like your normal online battle, except the top 10 most used mons in both VGC and Battlespot singles um, are not allowed. So, that results in 16 overall Pokemon being banned. So that includes Venusaur, Gyarados, Porygon 2, Tyranitar, Torkoal, Hippowdon, Magnezone, Togekiss, Excadrill, Whimsicott, sorry, Incineroar, wow. Mimikyu, Rillaboom, Cinderace, Indeedee, and Dragapult. And this will run through September, and it'll be the same for October. And then, hopefully, we'll have Chrome Tundra, and I can use my baby again. Well, you can use your baby's baby. Yeah. Cottony's still a thing. <laughs> Yeah, but you you do need an offensive move on Whimsicott because Taunt is everywhere. And, I mean, Cotton, it can't, like, uh, I suppose it gets bullet Cotton into someone's face, but it's not going to be very impressive. I, I guess you're Besides, right. Besides, I, I don't really like Cotton nearly as much as I like <laughs> to be honest. Anyway, the segment you've all been waiting for, the real news, Pokemon Go news. <laughs> so, guess what? It was teased. It is everywhere else except for the main game. Mega Evolution has finally come to Pokemon Go. The Mega Evolutions that have been released so far are the Kanto Starters and Beedrill, for some reason. Mega Evolving your Pokemon requires Mega Energy. You can get that from Mega Raids and from New Research. It requires more candies the first time you do it and then fewer candies afterwards. It lasts a limited time, and you can use it in battling contests, such as gyms, raids, trainer battles, and go rocket battles. You cannot mega evolve shadow Pokemon and clone Pokemon, because you need your Pokemon to be happy before you evolve it. Ah. I like this in-game logic. Yes. I like it too. I support this. Yeah. Professor Willow does say in the research that the reason it takes more energy to mega evolve the first time in story is that Mega Evolution itself strengthens bond between the trainer and the Pokemon, so it's easier the second time around, which is cute. Of course, there's two Mega Charizards, so you can pick which one you want when you Mega Evolve it. That's convenient. Yeah, the stat moves of the Pokemon get boosted when it's Mega Evolved. There's a Mega Pokedex to help you keep track of which Mega Evolutions you have acquired. And... Throughout September, there's going to be events to promote Mega Evolutions. The first week of September, the 1st to the 7th, there's going to be Mega Raids. The 11th to the 17th, there's going to be Mega Battles. And the 22nd to the 28th, there's going to be Buddy Events. For now, you will not see 2-star and 4-star raids anymore in the game. They have been grouped down to 1-star and 3-star raids, but now 1-star and 3-star raids are giving you the rewards you would have gotten if the raid was two-star or four-star. So you're not really missing out on much, because they are actually easier, because they, they do level down to the one-star and the three-star. That's nice. And finally, a free Mega Bracelet cosmetic piece can be acquired in the shop, and colored ones can be purchased for 100 Poke coins. Which, yes, I'm going to get that as soon as I remember to open up the game. Yeah, I forgot. I'm going to do that yeah. too. I still haven't done it, and I probably won't do it. Um, in other go news Alolan Raichu will be the breakthrough encounter for September Uh, so yippee for me I don't know if anyone else is excited 
but I'm happy. I am. So the Victini Special Research Investigate a Mysterious Energy is going to be released for the general public at the end of September. Uh, for mm. those of you that completed it during GoFest, uh, doing that research will instead reward you with more Victini candy instead of an additional encounter. So yippee Fair. for you. Unsurprisingly, the winners of the community day, community day vote are Porygon and Charmander. Uh, the dates for those were previously announced. Uh, September 20th will be Porygon, and then October 17th will be Charmander. So get excited for September, and if you're a new player that missed out on Charmander before, then I guess you could be excited about October. Mm. I guess. And then uh, finally, we've got – or not finally. Finally for me, we've got some five-star raid encounters uh, that have been announced for September. Uh, as previously stated, I think last episode, Heatran will be running the 1st through the 10th. Cresselia will be running afterwards until the 18th. Uh, and then we have Articuno from uh, the 18th through the 25th. And then finally, we finish the month out with Zapdos from the 25th through October 2nd. Poor Moltres. Yeah. Poor Moltres. Probably the next one. Yeah, next. And Heatran is already in raid. We, we also have the September spotlight hours. So September 1st, there'll be Eevee with a... Two times catch experience. September 8th is a hound door with two times catch candy. September 15th, tentacle with two times transfer candy. September 22nd, Spiro with two times evolution experience. And then September 29th with Skitty with two times stardust. Also, the Go Battle League has shifted to the Master League format. And that will run until September 7th. Uh, Niantic is also testing out a new spawn mechanic so that more Pokemon will appear in more areas and be more spread out in those areas. So I guess that, that's kind of cool. And then the Go Battle Night will be held from 8pm till midnight local time on September 24th where players can get twice as much Stardust for winning battles. It seems like Go is really shifting towards like that end game thing where people really want their Stardust now. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's what I think Scrawn or someone else had told me was like a high commodity item as you get like past level 35. Because yeah. you need that Stardust to power up. Yes. Seems like they're really doubling down on it. We are finally done with Pokemon Go. We can share with you a tiny bit of Puckle news. First off, the September Patreon giveaways are Zarud for the $10 tier and a Shiny Selby for the $5 tier. The first day you can get this is September 2nd and the details are going to be in the Patreon posts as usual. Finally, we would like to extend our congratulations to Grail Mercenary for winning our Summer League Tournament. We will be doing a VGC Fall League after the release of Crown Thundra, so stay tuned for that in the coming months. We do not have details at the moment, we just know it's going to be doubles. As we did with the Summer League, we are waiting for the DLC to be released before, you know, refine things down to the last little bit. Yep. And with that, say we're done with the news. Anything else? No. We are going to move on over to my personal favorite segment of the show, where I am going to quiz my fellow co-hosts on their absolutely insane Pokemon knowledge. It's Buckle's Pokey Quiz! And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we quiz the co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Cloud9 and P-McGee are going to be operating as a team today. They're going to try to answer five Pokemon-themed questions that come from our Discord server. There's a specific channel 
when you're supposed to drop off the questions, we will not see your questions if they're anywhere else. Our email? No. iTunes reviews? No. A text on Thatch's phone with the number you got from that old, old episode? No. We are not going to consider those. We'll only consider the questions that are properly submitted into the trivia channel on our Discord. Mostly because Liger's the one curating them, so he doesn't have Thatch's phone to read those questions. Not yet he doesn't. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) Just you wait. That's the next step. Next step, exactly. In Liger's secret takeover of Buckle. (laughs) (laughs) It always starts with Trivia Channel, I'm telling you. It does. You would know. I know, I took Battlecast from Seth. That's a whole other thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Let's get back to the game. Each question is worth one point, except for one of them that can be worth two points, and another one of them that can be worth two points, or maybe more if the host is feeling very magnanimous and the co-hosts are doing really, really badly. It's never not been worth three points for me. (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know if that's an option this week. I don't remember. So we'll <laughs> I don't see. remember a three-point question. <laughs> well, now you're just bragging. <laughs> there is a hint that they can use as a lifeline on any of these questions, but if they get at least one point on each answer and they do not use the hint, the hint can be cashed in at the end of the game for an additional point, which means they can get up to Eight points within our new system. Huzzah! Now, as usual, this game is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, which is your one-stop shop for everything anime, gamer, nerd, D&D, and just awesome life in general. Hi, guys. I love you. What they're offering for our co-hosts, should one of them be the one to reach 30 points first in this round of trivia is $20 of credit to PokemonCenter.com. And what they are offering you is a chance to be entered in a raffle, if your question is read on the show, whose winner will receive $20 of credit to AnimeGravy.com. Sounds like a steal. (laughs) Doesn't it? (laughs) If you guys are ready to be questioned, let's begin. Let's do it. Your first question is from Archiel. I hope I pronounced that correctly. While many know that there are very few mono-steel types, what is the type combination that includes steel that has the most individual Pokémon in it? What do you mean by that question? I'm sorry, I didn't word it very well. So is this the dual type with steel that has the most of that dual type? Exactly. What is is the type that has been paired... With, with steel, steel the most? for the highest number of individual Pokemon. Is it not just rock? So there's the Agron line. There's, there's the Bastion the... online. Yes, that's five. Wow, <laughs> yep, that's, that's that's about all I can think of for that right now. No, there's gotta be more. So Hold on, I've got my uh, type chart written out. There's ground, I'm just going through the gens. Like, gen one you have two ground, you have two electric, then you get a bug and another ground. Two bugs. Actually, two bugs, another ground. A flying type, I guess, there. You can go to Gen 3 and have Fairy with Mawile. Three rocks. Three psychics. Oh, it could be psychic. Psychic's a good choice. Because you get four in Gen 4 with Steel Psychic. Because the Metagross line in Jirachi. That's right. And then you get two more with Bronzor and Bronzong. 
Okay, so that's already past Rock. Well, Rock also, I'm trying to think, like, it's between those two, I think. I am going to need an answer soon to Quick Patch. I, I would guess Psychic. I think Psychic might have it in the long run. Like, barely. Is there more, is there Water Steals? There is, no? there is one, there's Empoleon. Oh, they're right. It's either Rock Ground or Psychic, and I think it's Psychic. Not ground, not grass. There's a decent amount of bug, but I don't think it's bug. So, can I have a final answer, please? I would say Psychic. psychic. Yeah, I'll go with you. Psychic. Psychic is correct. Good job, guys. And you were on the right track because the second one is rock and the third one is bug. Ah, Yeah, we We had them all. Good going. And actually, Psychic goes up to nine because Sol Galeo and Duskman Necrozma. That's what tipped it over for me. I mean, I'm thinking like, all right, where are all the Psychic Steel types? And then I thought of, oh, there's Solgaleo. And I'm like, oh, that means there's also Duskman Necrozma. And... Yep. Well done, Claude. Okay. So this question is from the sweetheart from the mailbag, Skullmane Banky. What is... The only fully evolved starter Pokemon, which neither resists nor takes double damage from the moves of the other main starter types being fire, water, and grass. Can you repeat that? It doesn't take the... Yes. So this Pokemon is a fully evolved starter. Okay. And it doesn't resist and it does not take double damage from any of the three starter types. It's Empoleon. Yeah. Wait. It would be Empoleon. Wait, it doesn't... It doesn't, no, it doesn't, it, Polypolion resists water, though. But it doesn't take double damage from any of them. Oh, okay. Uh, so it, it can resist. Can it resist the types, or no? Okay, so it cannot resist the types of the other starters. Okay. That doesn't have. So it is it neutral have. to grass, water, and fire. If it's a water type, it has to be neutral to grass and fire. Okay. Oh. Fire type, it has to be neutral to okay. grass and water. Then it's so I did. I did not read the question correctly the first time around. I apologize. Okay. So it's Empoleon. no. I've thought about this before. It's Empoleon. Yeah. Gen four was really weird with its things because Torterra takes neutral damage from water, but hits it back for super effective with its ground type. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is that your final answer? Yeah. Yeah. Empoleon is the correct answer to this rather convoluted question. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Now, as always, the third question is a Pokedex entry question. And if you haven't caught the last couple of episodes of the show, dear listeners, the Pokedex question has evolved. I'm going to read off a Pokedex entry, and if the guys can't get the Pokemon with just one Pokedex entry... I'm going to read them another one at my discretion. If they get it right with two Pokédex entry, they get one point. But if they get it right with just the first Pokédex entry, they can get two points. So, this Pokémon's Pokédex entry from Pokémon Shield reads, Wanting to make sure it's taken seriously, this Pokémon is always giving others a glare. But if it's not focusing, it ends up smiling. Who's that Pokémon? Can you read the first part again? Or I guess the whole thing again. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Wanting to make sure it's taken seriously, this Pokemon is always giving others a glare. But if it's not focusing, it ends up smiling. I've read this Pokemon. Oh, God. Why do I think it's... All right. So one, to be sure, it's taken seriously. It's always giving other Pokemon a glare? What gets glare? I don't want to say it's Stunfisk, because that would be silly. That would be silly. I've... I know I've read this Pokedex entry, because I thought it was funny when I read it, but I can't, for the life of me, pin it to anything right now. What, what is a Pokemon that tries to be serious? I don't know. 
Tyrogue? I, I don't know. That's not in shield. Nice try. Hitmontop's in shield. It's, I thought it came from Isle of Armor. Am I missing that up? Oh, I don't know. You might be right. So the second book at Accenture... Yes, thank you. Right, Please right. help us. <laughs> <laughs> the second book at entry from Pokemon X reads... It does its best to be taken seriously by its enemies, but its glare is not sufficiently intimidating. Chewing on a leaf is its trademark. Oh, uh, Pancham. Pancham, that's right. Pancham. Is Pancham your final answer? Yep. Yeah. And adorable little Pancham is the correct answer. Good job. The moment you said the leaf, <laughs> I'm like, oh, gosh. There we go. Yes. <laughs> so, you guys are currently... Three on three for questions. Good job. Now we have your fourth question, which I'm gonna say is worth only two points because you're doing actually pretty well. That's fair. Okay. So this question has three answers and I'm gonna say you get one point for giving me two of them and one point for giving me the third one. Because I don't think it's that difficult. That's perfectly fair. Okay, so what are the three evolutionary stones that can be used to evolve the most Pokemon? Oh. Okay. Water stone should be up there. So my initial thought is water, fire, electric, or water, fire, grass, but like, I, it could be wrong. Um. Electric got an addition with Magnazone this generation. And the and, uh, Vigavolt. And Vikavolt, so that seems more viable, but I'm also trying to think of what it had before. It had Jolteon and Raichu, right? Yes. So that's only four? Okay, because I, I believe water is definitely one of them. Water feels pretty good to me, because you've got Polyrath, you've got Vaporeon, you've got Panpour, or Semipore, I guess. There's something else still I'm missing. Moonstone seems pretty good, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely Moonstone. There's at least five with Moonstone. Um, that beats all the ones we've said so far, so I'm pretty confident Moonstone's one of them. Uh, there are, I believe there's six with Moonstone. Okay, because I know there's the four in Gen 1, um, and there's, uh, I think it's Chinchino? No, not Chinchino. Skiddy and something Oh, uh, Skiddy yeah, okay. So, we'll definitely say Moonstone is one of them. Okay. I, I, I'm not sure. That one is correct. Okay, that one's correct. Never mind. All right, great. Yes. So, you're halfway to a point. Okay. So I do think water is one of them, too. I would agree on that. Do you want to lock that in? Yes. Yeah. And that's your second correct answer for your first point. Okay. So now it's a matter of, is it electric or leaf? Or thunder or leaf stone? So leaf stone has executor. It has... Yeah, it's executor, leafion, nuzleaf, pansage. So that's four. Water stone has... Or, uh, no, thunderstone. We already said water. Oh, you're right. Jolteon, Raichu, Vikavolt, Magnezone. Pikachu. I said Raichu. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Pikachu, Magneton to Magnezone now. Even to Jolteon. You have Vikavolt to charge or the Vikavolt line. And then that's also four. Maybe we're missing something else. I mean, not Shiny Stone, I wouldn't think. It could be Sunstone. Sunstone has Petalil. Or is that Whimsicott? I can't remember. Uh, wait, so we're, wait, wait, wait. We're, we're between uh, Thunder and Leaf? Doesn't Petalil? Didn't we say Gloom and, like, Weeping Bell? Did we forget those? Oh, yep. It's gotta be Leafstone. I'm definitely, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Because I'm like, I'm missing, I'm looking at my little Oddish plush and I'm like, did we say that? <laughs> I was I'm going to be very offended with you guys if you didn't remember poor Gloom. 
<laughs> so I guess your lucky leaf is in your as your answer. Yeah, yeah, we're with leaf. Leafstone is the third one. They all evolve six different Pokemon. Oh wow! Wow. Yes, that's cool. And you actually you actually listed almost all of them off. I think you forgot Ludicolo and Poliwrath. For nah, for water. But yeah. you knew they were there. So well, Water always fine. just has so many. It's like, all right, we assume it's exactly. water. Exactly. Okay. You guys are at this point five for four, I believe. You haven't used your int. So you're going to look at a very clean seven points if you can get this one without the hint. All right. Let's do it. This, as usual, is a base stat question to conclude our Pokemon trivia. Great. It is from Poliwar. What not fully evolved ground type Pokemon has the highest special attack? Ground type not fully evolved special attack? Yup. Does Groudon count? Because it's not fully evolved. <laughs> no, 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 no. Something that can use Eviolite. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm just having fun. Okay. Um, special attack, special attack. Who has good special gosh, attack? That is not something I was thinking Ground of. types do. Yeah, so if we think high special attack, I, I have to just go in my mind back and think, all right, so special attack, you think of like psychics and whatnot. When you get down to ground, primal groudon comes around, I guess, mega camera upped his high special attack for ground. That's not a normal type you think of. No. So this is where I would say regular camera upped because it probably has high enough special attack. I mean, but that doesn't count. Nope. Nope. I mean, if you guys want to try for just six points, you do still have to hint. This is true. But that's... So the, there's things like Sandy Gas, but I don't think Sandy Gas is high enough. I feel like it's got to be like a middle stage, but I can't think of... Or if there was a Gen 4 oh. Pokemon that got an evolution. So you're thinking Pyloswine. No, I don't think it's Pyloswine, though. <laughs> I don't think it's Gligar either. Oh, this, this is... A, like. Middle staging the ground is much more difficult than I thought it would be. And they're almost always physical. So you think of something like Rhydon or Graveler, and it's, it's obviously not that. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to have to use our hint. I, I literally yeah. okay. can't. So the hint is, it is not a middle stage. It's a base form. And it is a dual type with a type that is usually known for being very good at special attack, but it's not psychic. Fair? No, there's no fairy ground. So maybe you were right. Maybe it is Sandy Ghast. Because I'm thinking. Is Ghost known for being? Ghosts are known for special attack more than they're known for their physical prowess. It's true. There's not a lot of physical attackers. There's no. Hold on. I'm looking look at my. It's not bug. It's not going to be dark. It's not going to be dragon. It Only electric ground, I think, is uh, Stunfisk. Yep. So it's not. And it's, we know it's not a psychic. Fairy Dion doesn't exist. Fighting ground is obviously not going to meet. It doesn't that. exist either. Also true. Uh, fire ground, we don't think it's Numal. No, it's not Numal. I need an answer. I, I think you were right with Sandy Gast. We'll go Sandy Gast. We'll go Sandy Gast. And Sandy Gast is correct. <laughs> Good yeah, job, guys. Yeah, yeah. Good Although, job, McGee. I, I had you no were, idea until you said that. Like, could it? You were not wrong about Numal, but here it is. Sandy Gast has a base special attack of 70, and the second place is a tie at 65 points of base special attack between Namel and, here it is, Palpitoad. Can you believe that? I, oh, wow. I am somewhat surprised. Right? <laughs> that, that, was, that, was, that was interesting. I, no, I, uh, right? That threw me off. I need to memorize more of my numbers now. 
Oh god. <laughs> I thought Vibrava had better special attack, but it's no. only fifty. It's, it's, it's bad. not that good. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. The Flygon line has almost no special attack until you get to Flygon. Dang, I joined the show too late. I know all the top numbers for everything. I just don't know the, like, the middle <laughs> stages. <laughs> They've shifted on us and it's hard to keep up. Anyway, that gives you guys a very good and very clean seven points, which shuffles around the leaderboard as follows. In first place, we now have Claude 9 with 15 points. Doing it. Ooh. Yes. In second place, with 14 points, P. McGee. I'm right behind you. <laughs> In third place, it's a tie between Linian and R. Sigma. In fifth place, it's a tie between me, Satvalo, and Jushiro at six points. And I've lost count of how many people there are at this point on the board. But bringing up the rear are Sublime and Basket with five points. Anyone else that I did not mention has yet to get on the board. And this is it for Puckle's Poke Quiz. Congratulations, you guys, for getting to the top of the leaderboard. We can now move on to our topic. We've got another iTunes review this week from NYJets42. Just started listening to this, but I'm already in love with this podcast. Loving each and every one of the segments, and I'm learning a lot about something I thought I already knew a lot about already. Wanted to get back into the competitive scene. This is also really helpful. Keep going and being awesome. Well, thank you for that. If you would like to leave us a review wherever you listen to the podcast, we would really appreciate it. It helps more people find the show, helps us just grow and become a better community. But we're going to kick things on over to the topic. And welcome to our topic. Our topic today is going to be a retrospective on Mega Evolution and a look towards its future. Because I like things that have many, many words. <laughs> <laughs> this was, of course, prompted by Mega Evolution. Landing in Pokemon Go, yet another place it is that is not the main games. Now, back when Mega Evolution was announced, I personally was not a fan for like half a minute. And then I saw the designs and I thought, yeah, this is actually like not a fourth evolution. It's like a temporary thing. And it's actually really cool. And then I used it. I mean... Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I, the thing I think that threw people off in the beginning when it first was announced was that it started with things like Mewtwo and Charizard. And you're like, yes. do these need Mega Evolutions? And then they started getting into the cool ones like uh, Mawile and Altaria. And I think people really yeah. got on. And then it really expanded when they went back to Gen 3. Mm-mm. Yes. That's what I liked about it. Like, for me, the best thing about Mega Evolution was that not only did it give a chance to some old, semi-forgotten Pokemon to shine competitively, but it added a layer to team building that both made it more complex and easier at the same time somehow, mm -hmm. which is a feat that is really not easy to repeat. And Gen 6 was the first generation where I really played competitively, and... The part about competitive that I suck the most at is team building, still to this day. Yeah, it's it's very difficult to get it right. Yeah, so whenever a team building guide just said, okay, pick your favorite Mega Evolution and start building around that, I was a happy girl, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I liked Mega Evolutions. I, I, on a competitive sense, I think the thing that has been missing with their absence is some of the... Um, you, you, there was some forewarning with what was going to mega evolve. And now yeah. we're like in an era with Dynamax and then Gen 7 had the Z moves, obviously, where anything mm -mm. at any time could just blow up in your face. 
and it was really, yeah. really yeah. hard to see. Where Mega Evolution, you're like, well, they've got a Metagross and a Salamence. One of those is going to Mega Evolve. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe both of them are carrying the stone, but one of them is going to do it. So I, I know to be ready for it. And yeah. So there's a lot more of I, almost randomness uh, now because you're like, I don't know what's going to Dynamax at any time. There's there's a Lapras. There's a Gudra. There's um, a Colossal yes. on the same team. I don't know what's going to big get big. There's like so much more to take into consideration and to predict. And in a way, again, it's easier because you, you just click yeah. the big Dynamax or Gigantamax button when you're in a pinch or when you want to try to win easy. But at the same time, your opponent can do the same thing. So That's what I think is missing, actually, is the fact that we had this big power from Mega Evolution where a lot of these mons just did so much work where it's, all right, this is just a lot of power, a lot of damage right away. And then Mm-mm. that went away. Like, that's gone. Like, we had Z-moves, which also were that. And now that's gone, and it's replaced with Dynamax, which is the same, but different. Dynamax is, like, it only lasts three turns, no yeah. matter what. If you can conserve your Mega Evolution, it's going to last you the entire battle. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I guess it's a matter of opinion, whether that's better or worse, but it's not, like, when some strategies nowadays are just based on making the opponent waste their Dynamax turns, the game doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Yeah. No. And I think one of, and so I, obviously when Dynamax came around, one of the big things they were aiming for with promoting it was that any Pokemon could Dynamax, where Mega Evolution was a very restricted, um, pool of mm-hmm. Pokemon to choose from. And oh, so yeah. the, the idea was everyone can Dynamax now, so everyone's better, but in reality, the metagame will always converge very quickly on a few things. Uh, things like Lapras, things like Colossal, or uh, regular Dynamaxers like Dracopult or Togekiss. And so what ends yeah. up happening is, sure, everything can Dynamax, but really only like a few dozen things want, want to Dynamax. Yeah. yeah. And yes. so it's, it, it ends up not being that much different than Mega Evolution, except the things that are Dynamaxing were already good in almost every scenario, barring like Lapras and Colossal. Almost everything that is Dynamaxing was already good, where Mega Evolution made things good that were otherwise pretty bad. Yes. It also gave some, like, really cool type combinations. Like, we got Mega Ampharos oh, yeah. to become Electric Dragon. Like, it made that a Mega good Altaria. Mega Altaria. Like, it took these yeah. mods that were not that good and made them a little bit better. Yes. It also took a couple of Pokemon that never should have been touched in the first place too much power. Ladios, Ladios. They already had too much power. Uh, I was more thinking Metagross and Salamence. <laughs> Metagross? All the Salamis. pseudos, really. Yeah. yeah, every pseudo that got a Mega was a, was not a good idea, in my opinion. Nope. Nope. <laughs> but the Gen 3 ones, especially. Like, yes. No. <laughs> I still have nightmares about Mega Metagross before it was banned. Uh, At least they make Garchomp worse. In a way, Garchomp got a little... Wait, Garchomp got a little worse, almost, because he lost speed. <laughs> yeah. If he had kept yes. the same speed... Or even drop oh, down no. to 100, it still would have been broken. Yes. Terrible. Brutal. Do not want. But that's the thing is, like, <laughs> I, I think Mega Evolution was the best, like, gimmick they've done recently. I agree. Yes. Like, I don't, I don't care that not all Pokemon get to Mega Evolve. Not all Pokemon should be able to Mega Evolve. Like, I liked how it was a specific set of, all right, it's just these couple of mons that can do this. And they got a mm-hmm. little bit of bonus. I would love to see that expanded, but yes. by no means does it need to be everything. Like, do we? We don't need a uh, Mega Eradicate. 
No, exactly. And as many times as I've joked about wanting a mega whimsicott, why do I not have a mega whimsicott yet? <laughs> the truth is that whimsicott is not a Pokemon that needs more stats, more powers. It does its whimsicott thing with Prankster, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. So mega whimsicott wouldn't really be, you know. All right. So if you had thing. to pick one new po- one Pokemon that we've already have between now and Gen Eight. To get a Mega Evolution, what would it be? Ooh. Uh, except, like, I, I assume Flygon is a given as an yeah. answer. No, no Flygon, because everybody wants Mega Flygon that's Bug Dragon. Ooh. I need to think about it for a moment. Uh, what right, about Kimmy Kimmy Kimmy? To you? I'd like something like Silvalley, uh, just because it's so, such a weird Pokemon. And it it has, like, a cool gimmick as it is, but it's stats just aren't quite enough. So you know, how would that work, though, with Silvalli? Because it has to hold I don't the know. bracelet. I'm fascinated to see what that would be, but I, I would like something like Silvalli or, or go back to, you know, something something post-Gen 4 in general, uh, because we have two. We have Audino and um, Diancie. Yeah. Audino wasn't really saved by Mega Evolution. It was. Diancie was just farther broken by Mega Evolution. So it would be nice to have something that was just made good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think of ones that were like close to being good, but their their stat distribution just quite isn't quite enough. Um, and so obviously Silvalli catches my attention. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I I would mention some pure grass types of which there are two dozens, but they would still probably suck unless Mega Evolution gives them a secondary type. So I will give you the meme answer, but it's a sincere answer from me because I love the little guy and say Dunsparce. Dunsparce. Can Dunsparce be saved by a Mega Evolution? Uh, Does it even have enough stats? If it became a normal fairy. I mean, yeah, it. you can give it fairy type, and you can give it a good ability. Like, it's not like Mega Mawile has really good stats. Well, it has Serene Grace already. You just need to, like, adjust it. Like, give it all of the Mega stat points and just put it into speed. Yeah, Give it the maybe. Beedrill treatment. Yeah, the Beedrill like, treatment. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. That I mean, it wouldn't be terribly good, but you you get something that is at least usable now mm. and again. I would be down for that. What about you, Claude? Yeah, it could be a lot worse. All right, so I've spent a lot of time thinking about this because I, I like when they take a mon that's not very good, give it a Mega, and it becomes a little bit better. Like, I think Mega Minetric, where Minetric, I think, is just mm-hmm. adequate. And then they gave it speed, they gave it power, and, and they gave it intimidate. Intimidate. So I'm thinking <laughs> you do something like that for some like one of these other mons. Like I'm gonna go on this route because I think like a mega rapidash and then a mega uh, galarian rapidash oh. would be really cool. Oh, oh, be still my heart. I I literally spent like half of a summer vacation hanging out with my friend's cousin who is like. I don't know, 15 years younger than I am, but he was the only person mm-hmm. who would talk Pokemon with me, obviously. Uh, so <laughs> we spent like an entire afternoon going, oh, we need a Mega Rapidash. It needs to have wings. Yeah. It needs to be a fairy fire type. It's going to be awesome. And then they never did it. No, they just gave us not. Galarian Rapidash, which is not as nice as Galarian Ponyta, but eh. Give it fairy flying, give it wings, give it levitate. Improve mm. its attack a little bit, and it's off to the races. Yeah, pretty much. Did you just suggest giving Levitate to a flying type? I said fairy, fairy, fairy fire. Fairy fire. You and said you... fairy flying. Oh, but... Sorry, I wrote on to that. 
<laughs> yeah, you wrote him that. <laughs> Throw an air balloon on him, send him off. I want to say like the dual types or like the other types of mons, like are like where there's a form, like mm. you that are like. Can you imagine like Mega Rotom? Oh, and you have just the different forms, and they all have like their own like cool little thing. Like that's a fun. I want to say little gimmick they could do that. Oh, I think would wouldn't be terrible. I mean, I think the Rotoms are. The problem is, if you give that to all the Rotoms, some of them become too good. <laughs> and the others become usable. Yeah, but you lose an item. And that's half the part of what makes like Rotom Heat so good, is it gets to run heavy-duty boots. Mm, I suppose, yes. Because it's always, you always, you lose the item as the trade-off. I just think it'd be fun to like give something that has a bunch of forms. Like, imagine Wormadam, and you have three now forms of Wormadam. Oh, man. I mean, I love the idea. I just... I wish I could see it coming, but they couldn't even come up with a design for Mega Flygon. So, <laughs> you know, if you have to design five different Megas for a Pokemon, I don't know <laughs> that they're ever going to do it. This is very true. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, realistically, I would like to see them finish. Like, for the, they've 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 touched a few split evolutions. I would like to see them go on the opposite end and finish if they ever came mm-hmm. back to it. Things like Slowking, um, things like Frostless where they did one side of the evolutionary line, but they didn't get to the other. Mm -hmm. And it'd be nice to see what that would look like, because I think Frostless is largely better than Glalie. Um, And so it has a better stat distribution. Yeah, but Glalie is so cool. I love Mega Mega Glalie. Glalie is cool. Um, It's saved by an ability. That got nerfed. Honestly, Mega Glalie kind of terrifies me. But if if (laughs) you're talking about, like, one more thing, and it's the Jojo starters, they deserve it. Meganium. Yeah, needs take it. it the least. Meganium is the perfect example of something that is just an awful, awful grass type with an okay defensive stats, yeah. but like it has no prowess. Yeah, it, it just doesn't help. do anything well enough. Absolutely nothing except fly thatch around in generation. Two. Yes, fly thatch around generation two is all <laughs> it's used for. But you could make it a flying type with the mega evolution. I mean, why not? Flying fairy. Any of those would be okay with me. Dragon. I, I would love for it to be fairy, but I mean, whatever you give it, it's just gonna gain a quadruple weakness because it's a grass type. It's weak. Yeah. It's weak to everything. Uh, it's, so it's, you might as well. It's bad when Steel type. things like jump pluff from that generation are just strictly oh. better. <laughs> <laughs> jump pluff jump is not bluff. that good. <laughs> jump pluff has like a specific niche use, and that's about it. No item jump pluff with swords, dance, and acrobatics. Uh, I was thinking more like subseed. Because it's so oh, that too, I guess. Or yeah, screams, but Whimsica does that better. Yeah, you're right. Whimsica still does it better. Because prankster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just yeah. The problem with this entire conversation is: Are Mega Evolutions ever coming back to the main games? Yeah, well, of course they are. You gotta do the Mega Dynamax Pokemon. Oh, <laughs> oh I, God. I think realistically, um, it seems more plausible than it has since they announced, like, since we realized they weren't going to be in it. This is like the most I've, this is the most confident I felt they were coming back. Um, because obviously I, the motivation of the topic today was what's happening in Pokemon Go and then mm. Mega Evolution is launching over there. Uh, we've been seeing it in the anime in bits and pieces. I think some other side games have showcased like it a Masters. couple of times now, like Masters. Um, so we've been seeing it everywhere and, whether or not they listen to us, I think we've been pretty loud about the fact that, like, it was a mechanic we largely enjoyed. Yeah. Um, as opposed to Z Crystals, which is more so-so among the fan base. You know, some people yeah. were fine with it. Most 
don't care. And then there was quite a few that didn't like it. And so Mega Evolution was something that was people enjoyed. And there was just a few flaws uh, because they gave it to things that shouldn't have it. Well, that's what you have to do, though, is you have like the, the generic power creep from like Gen 1 to Gen 8. Mm-hmm. And you just need to give those mods, specifically Johto, I think, Mm-mm. like some love. Because a lot of the mods they introduced in Johto, like some got Mega Evolutions, some didn't. But the ones that didn't are still just there. Like, yeah. whoever talks about Stantler. Yeah. Or, or Pseudo-Wudo. Like, you have a couple of these mods that just don't, are they're not that useful anymore. And by a couple, you mean about 80% of the Johto Pokedex. Yeah. Most of their decks. Exactly. So it's like, if they bring it back, they need to hit the things that really need it. Like, mm-hmm. don't give it to the mods that are going to be broken. Like, we do not need more, like, Mega Tyranitars, Mega Garchomps. Like, if they do yeah. bring it back with a Gen 4 remake, sure. Give it to the starters. Let them be very good. But, like, also hit oh. the things that, like, you want to hit with that. Where it's, if it's Gen 4, give it to Luxray. Maybe Give it to Driftblim. Driftblim. That'd be good. Even, oh, Ga- even Gastrodon would have fun with it. Give it to the Rotons, <laughs> like I'm asking. That'd be fun. Or, like, Spiritomb. Things that can benefit from it, not just, you know, get it and become, like, way more powerful than it needs to be. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Now, though, you made a joke about Mega Dynamax, which broke my heart. But, yeah, I I do agree that you need to get rid of Dynamax to use Mega Evolution. But if you do bring Mega Evolution back into the game, you have to make it compatible with essentially the Gen 9 gimmick, for lack of a better expression. Yeah. All right. It all depends on what all of those things, like, need to be. But, like, I I just feel like we're missing that power creep. And I like how Dynamax is only three turns. Like, you have a specific window to do a lot, and then Mm -mm. it's gone if you don't use it right. Which I I think is a good idea. I think the only issue I have with Dynamax, and, you know, we've had a lot of conversations with this over the last, like, year. Um, So... It couldn't survive in the Smogon formats because it made the games fall apart so quickly. And it's fine in like the VGC or BSS format, but the games are under 10 turns. I don't know if it was like that in Gen 7 or 6, but it just feels like we don't have like a mid, mid-range game with Dynamax. Like you don't see 15, 20 turns anymore. I don't know if that was the thing in the metas either, but... You don't see 15, 20 turns in VGC or BSS anywhere because Dynamax makes it so quick of a game. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think I would like to see more of those poking and jabbings in like those official formats. I mean, it's on like I, I get needs to be closer to 40 turns. That's a more healthy meta, but it seems like Dynamax has really like shortened the lifespan of games and Mega yes. Evolution didn't always do that. Well, I have to say in my summer league gym team, I made the mistake of using a Chansey and a Subseed Whimsicott. I'm oh still sorry, oh, Tony no. Taka. I'm still sorry. <laughs> um, and I wish the battles had been under 15 turns. <laughs> there are exceptions, I guess. Um, well, yeah, thing. Like, I remember is- using Mega Venusaur, and suddenly my gym team from like two years ago, or three years ago, whenever I was Poison Gym, was I accidentally stalled out so many people because... It just sat there, and if you didn't, it's hard have to counter, break. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard. Two weaknesses, Mega Venusaur. It's hard to break. It's well, a I thick, think it has it has more of a thick fat, just sort of like ruins it. Well, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like it just yeah. has psychic and flying with thick fat in effect, and those aren't flying is not really a type you see in Gen Seven. 
Uh, is it like an offensive type? Mm-mm. Not without Dynamax Fly. Or sorry, Dynamax Zemu Fly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Man. Even then, it's it's its own thing. I, I think like Mega Evolution is like, it was so close to being very, very good. Certain things were just a little too overpowered. Certain things were a little underpowered. It was trending in the right direction. Yes. I would actually say it was very good if you're playing Smogun and they allow you to never, ever see a Mega Metagross in front of you ever again. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I I am talking from a, like, singles perspective where that is that, but I I do like the Dynamax VGC format more than I liked the Mega Z-Move Z-like format. Oh, yeah. I do like Gen 6 and Gen 8... uh, well, I can't even say Gen 8 because I can't play OU anymore because I don't really play on Showdown. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Megas without Z-Crystals, way better than Megas with Z-Crystals. I will give you that. But another thing that I really like about Mega Evolution is that some of the designs were just amazing. Whereas I cannot think of any Gigantamax design that really excites me, except for Gigantamax Garbodor being a Katamari Damacy quote. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I think that's a very fair statement, is I think there was much more creativity and, like, imagination in the Mega Evolution designs, where um, just because of the style of Dynamax as, like, a whole thing in general, like, the Gigantamax forms kind of had to be bulky and big and kind of overbearing and yeah but they also don't change much from the base pokemon like if i'm playing against a hatterene i honestly have to like spend 30 seconds figuring out if it's the gmax one or the regular dynamax one when it once it gets big so and it's like they took pikachu and just like fed it a lot of poffins I mean, Pikachu being like the old fat Pikachu, it, it's it's kind of cool, I suppose. But the thing is, they're not like different enough from the base Pokemon that if I like the base Pokemon, I will want a plush of the base Pokemon and of its Gigantamax. Whereas oh, yeah. something like, you know, Charizard or Mawile or Altaria, I might Altaria, want that. Yeah, I like, I love what they did with some of them. Like Altaria, I just... I adore Mega Altaria because Altaria is fine as a Pokemon, but it like design wise, but it's just trash um, mm-hmm. competitively. Mm-hmm. But like, and, yeah. so that's, and that's the other thing is like sometimes they've taken and they started with this. A lot of the G Max Mons just like that's all like it's just not good for the Mon. Like mm-hmm. you'd rather just regular Dynamax. Like I, I think anything anyone that has a fighting type, it's like oh I'd rather have that bonus of that extra attack than whatever By silly far. other thing that Machamp does. By yeah. far. And there's only a few, there's like yeah there's only a few worth running. I think we've talked about it quite a bit. Lapras, obviously, um, Colossal, and then a few of the starters. You can run Rillaboom. You can run, I guess, Cinderace. But even then, I, I think yeah. I'd rather have Max Fire than the Max exactly Pyro Ball. Whereas there's only like one Mega Evolution that's really bad, and two that are like eh, you can go either way. The others are all like improvements on the base Pokemon. So yes, yeah. I don't know. I just I really hope they come back, and that when they come back, they bring little Flygon with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, like I even remember, like they said they tried to make Mega Flygon work, but they never they did the design they, they liked. So they, uh, they do it. did, but uh, Sugimori had artist block apparently, yeah. and they were they were like Flygon is so beloved, 
we do not want to do a poor job That's of its mega evolution design. Yeah. So we're just not going to do it because we know we're not going to do it justice, which I appreciate, but eh. That was our bug dragon. Yep. That, yeah. That so was close. It. So close, man. So close. Well, anyway, uh, I think this is a good spot to close out our topics. Let's all cross our fingers that we get Mega Evolution and a timer that actually allows us to use the Minou U back in the main mm-hmm. games. And let's move on to our Pokemon of the episode. Just, just have an option to take off the timer. That's all we're asking. <laughs> no, no, no. You do not take off the timer because we're friends with Seth Milo. All right. You extend, you extend it to an adjustable timer. Okay. I'll, that can go I'll take anywhere that. between the normal standard 10 minutes, a 20-minute option, an hour option, and then no timer. You want to have a variety. They'll never... No, no, no. No timer is not an option. I'm sorry. I <laughs> think it has to be an option. <laughs> like, you, I think you keep the personal, like, all right, you have a five-minute personal timer, and then... Oh, if you have you no time, timer. I'll give like you a, a timer. Like a turn, like a move clock, almost. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But yeah, Pokemon of the episode. Catch you all on the flip-flop. Pokemon of the episode. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. The Pokemon of the episode for today is National Dex number 764. Comfy, the posy picker Pokemon. Its Pokemon Sword entry reads, Comfey picks flowers with its vine and decorates itself with them. For some reason, flowers won't wither once they are attached to a Comfey. Oh, That's cool. That's so cute. I adore Comfey. I feel bad for what Comfey has to endure in VGC, though, because it's basically just the Pokemon that eats all the attacks. <laughs> I mean... It could be worse. <laughs> I guess. At least it... it- it looks happy while it does it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fodder. <laughs> it's entirely support to set up to make sure everything else wins. Yes. It's a dirty job, but someone has to do it. So this week's team, uh, it went through a bit of a thing because the ban hit us all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And so we took Coil Builder's team. Thank you, Coil Builder. Uh, Sigma adapted it a little bit, and what came out of that is what we're offering you right now. It's a VGC team. You will find uh, it on our Discord server along with the code so you can rent it and try it out for yourself. Now, I would call it the star of the team, but as the guy said, it's just the punch bag of the team. It's comfy. It has triage and ability, of course. It's holding a focus sash. It has training kissed. Flora Healing, a Lie Switch, and Trick Room. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it's there to support Miss Lapras. It has Hydration, it has Light Clay, and the moves Hydro Pump, Thunder, Freeze Dry, and Protect. This is a Gigantamax Lapras. Yes. It's going to set up screens and just be the tank that it is while Comfy gets in between anything that wants to hurt it. And Labras. Then the comfy gets to heal it with the floral healing, so you take damage, Two. and it's like, all right, yeah. well, you're back to health now. Yeah. Basically, it's just it's just a super team where Lapras is very clearly the superhero, and Comfy is the underappreciated sidekick. 
<laughs> in the middle portion of this team, we've got an Arcanine doing very normal Arcanine supportive things alongside the Comfey. Uh, so what gets really oppressive with a team like this is that you get the screens up with Lapras and then Arcanine starts smacking out the Intimidates and the Snarls and your opponent is just doing minimal percentages to you because he's got Snarl, he's got Heat Wave so you can get some burns off or Will-O-Wisp to guarantee the burn and then protect. So he's just, he oppresses the screens you already have on your side of the field and makes it so much harder for your opponent to get any sort of real damage done. And then he's mm-hmm. got a Citrus Berry to get himself back up. And then we've got Gudra. So not every game Lapras is the right answer. Sometimes you need a different Dynamax option to attack with. Mm-hmm. And if you need to be more offensive, this is where Gudra comes into play. Uh, so it's Gudra with Sap Sipper and Weakness Policy, uh, having Outrage, Power Whip, and Iron Tail. Uh, its final move is Protect. There's probably a case to be argued that Stomping Tantrum is better over Protect, just on the anticipation that Colossal is going to see a big rise in usage mm-hmm. uh, in the coming month. And Stomping Tantrum, Gudra, especially if it's a special attack Colossal, it's just not going to break through Gudra. Nope. And then you immediately KO it back with uh, Max Quake. So there's some valid validity to that. But Gudra also works great with Comfey because it's got the uh, weakness policy, which gets activated by Comfey's uh, Draining Kiss. Draining Kiss, can- which is priority. Yep. And if you max uh, Overgrowth with Gudra and you set the grassy terrain, then Floral Healing is now healing either two-thirds or three-quarters. It's healing more yeah. than the 50% it was before. So again, your Gudra is staying extra healthy. I um, mean, Gudra by itself is already bulky. And mm-hmm. if you get some max Steel Spikes out there, then it's mediocre defense stack. It's pretty hard to deal with, too. So it can turn into a huge offensive wall really, really quickly if your mm-hmm. opponent doesn't take it off the field. Um, so I'm a big fan of Gudra. And if it does have Stomping Tantrum, it has the option of raising its special defense as well with a Dynamax move. So. Exactly. Um, so I, I think you could possibly, if you wanted to make your own variant of this team, there might be a consideration to put Stomping Tantrum, just because we're anticipating Colossal being more prevalent, because people want to find good offensive Dynamax options. Yeah. Mm-mm. And then to round out the team, we have Ferrothorn with Body Press, Iron Defense, Leech Seed, Protect. It's your standard kind of like Stolly Ferrothorn is a lot of times like, with the Lapras, you're just there to sit there and slowly whittle down the opposing team. And Ferrothorn does a great job of that, especially when you set up a bunch of iron defenses. If they don't have a special fire type attack, it, you're not going to break through it. And they're mm-hmm. running out of fire options because Incineroar is leaving. Torkoal's gone. Torkoal's gone. Uh, Cinderace is, is leaving. Gone. Mm-hmm. Togekiss, who usually has Heat Wave or Flamethrower, mm-hmm. is leaving. Um, so Ferrothorn has scary ability to just win you the game by default because they have no way of breaking it. The only problem is I expect Nine Tails to see our eyes, and same with just Charizard. Yes, we mm. we will see how all that comes out in the weeks to come. And then finally, we have Duraludon with Draco Meteor, Thunderbolt, Flash Cannon, Body Press, uh, Assault Vest. Sometimes you just need a something to sit there and take hits and deal up damage. Like, it has good coverage. Yeah. It's another option for Dynamaxing if something goes horribly wrong. Yeah. yeah. If it starts max steel spiking um, while Dynamaxed and you survive and you have a Comfey supporting you, then your body presses become oppressive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely crazy. And if someone decides the only option I have for your team is put you to sleep and you can't Dynamax Lapras and use... It's Thunder to set electric terrain. You can use Thunderbolt on Duraldon to do the same. Yep. Or you can just step sip it with your Gudra. Eat the spore. Exactly. Ah, uh, that too. If it is a spore, some- sometimes you get like coil mylotic with hypnosis. So 
This is true. Yeah. Yeah, is- <laughs> hypnosis, hypnosis. I've run into a couple of times, and it's just an awful thing when it hits. That is something yeah. that will eventually. I mean, we'll I think see more steam now, but Mm-mm. even then, it, it, we don't know yet. The poke of the episode battles that we usually do, um, we filmed before this. This the bannings were announced, so we have a slightly more powerful version of it that you'll you will see this week. Uh, four of the six are no longer allowed yes, to play, but though. we kept the comfy labrys. <laughs> I think they're different comfy labrys too. Oh well, oh well. If comfy labrys are there, it's basically the same team, uh, yeah. no guys. Um, it's kind of the same, except it's a different labrys and a different comfy. But yeah, mm, so it's not the same at all. But it's, it's the it same runs idea, similarly. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. With all these bannings, I'm gonna have to bring back Toge- uh sorry, Skunk Tank, and find a new team for Skunk Tank. Because it's going to destroy oh, no. everyone now. <laughs> no, I don't want to play against your Skunk Tank ever. <laughs> its biggest threats are gone, and now Sun Tank is here to rise and claim victory. Oh, no, 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 no. I look forward to seeing it. Oh, man. Uh, I don't. But anyway, that was it for the program of the episode. As we said, you're going to find these guys on YouTube playing battles with a team that is totally the same as this one. Kinda, not really, not at all, but <laughs> I, we promise next week the teams on YouTube and the teams on the show are going to match a little better. Mm-hmm. And anyway, the battles are just a lot of fun to watch no matter what teams they're using. So check it out. And uh, thanks to Coil Builder for most of this team. Yes, yes thank you, Coil Builder. <laughs> and now we can finally move over to the last segment of the show, the mailbag. And welcome to the mailbag, where we read our listeners' email, and if we like your email very, very much, we award you the Green Taurus badge offered by our sponsor, Green Taurus, the energy drink that gives you hooves. 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 Oh, finally, a good enthusiastic hooves. Uh, all the Green Toros badge does is give you a green color on our Discord server, but I say all it does, what it really does is give you the satisfaction and the glory and the bragging rights. Mm-hmm. The bragging rights are the thing. Yeah. The bragging rights. Also, the green is really obnoxiously bright, so you can annoy other people <laughs> with it. <laughs> okay, so... Our first email today is going to be from the Purple Mage. The Purple Mage specifically asked for me to read this email because he says I am his favorite co-host. And yes, you did use proper paragraphing. That is one of the reasons we selected your email (laughs) to read. So thank you very much. The Purple Mage says, what's going on, Puckle community? This is the Purple Mage. I listen to your podcast as often as I can on my dad's old iPod Nano. I honestly couldn't care less about the VGC bands. Well, see, this is a perspective we don't always, we don't always get. Hmm. The reason being, I don't play that meta, nor do I mind that the bands carry over to the BSS. The meta I play on cartridge is actually a U6v6. Yes, this is possible. Oh, I honestly don't see the issue with the timer. I find 20 minutes is just fine to do what you have to do. Well, you haven't played Setvilo yet. Now... 
To you turn into another topic, when I play competitive, I often use unusual sets that sometimes even do better than the Smogon suggested ones. For example, Merciless Toxapix with Venus Shock. Huh. Can you ask Cloud9 to make a team around that? I named the set the Spanish Inquisition because no one expects it. All right. Wow. So I have to comment on this. So I spent a good amount of time trying to find a Merciless Toxapex team because it's just arguably worse than Regenerator as an ability. I don't think I don't think there's even an argument. <laughs> I think it's just straight worse. Yes. However, I did find a monotype poison team that runs Life Orb Physical Merciless Toxapex. Wow. Um, so <laughs> is it the best? No. Does it work in that one specific format? A little bit. Would regular Toxapex still be better? Yes. So if you if you do want that team, uh, I do have it, and I can share it if people really really want it. But it is it is difficult. It is very difficult to <laughs> difficult. He says that's that's a way to, to put it. <laughs> but yeah, I I love the Spanish Inquisition. Uh, let's volt switch into another topic, shall we? I am currently in the planning stages of fan games I would like to develop. Wow, Pokemon Copper version and Pokemon Nickel version. The region is mostly based on Western Canada, which is where I live, and where someone else we love very much lives. Hi, Tan Little Man. Since I am having a brain blank, I would like to hear your ideas for new Pokemon, new regional variants, and new items or moves you would like to see. Ooh. Ooh, that, that would be a very long topic. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um. uh, we, we could build an entire episode out of our ideal Pokemon fan game. Uh, oh, so. There will be more to come on that. <laughs> yeah, I would just say take something from Johto and give it a regional variant and you'll probably do good because Johto needs all the help it can get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He concludes, I apologize for the short email. No, this is a perfect length for yeah, an email. That's great. I just wanted to have time to discuss your ideas. Okay, so, okay, I'll give you another idea because that this is fair. This is fair. The only item I wanted for years and I predicted actually got made in Gen 8 and it's heavy duty boots. As for a move, I would like another physical fairy type move. Yeah, yeah that'd be nice. There's physical only fairy, one. Physical fairy, physical electric, those need help. Yeah, So as definitely. far as an item, I would love it if there was an item that if you hold it prevents flinching. Ooh. Kind of like a protective pads does for like rough skin and rocky mm-hmm. helmets. Just extend that to flinching. Or just, yeah, just upgrade protective pads to flinching as well. Yeah. And then it's an actual usable item yeah. and not something you gimmickly put on your draft team for one week and never get to show it off. Sounds like someone's bitter. Story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> okay. Thank you for the email, the Purple Mage. Our next one is from MOMO. Who's got this one? Is that me? That's Claude. This me? Ah, okay, great. Hey, Puckle Peeps, M-O-M-O here, and excited to write into the show for my first time. Yay! Well, thank you for writing in. Um, Hi, welcome. I gotta be honest, I've been a casual Pokemon player since the beginning, but in the last few generations, I've been interested in the competitive scene. It is so incredibly overwhelming to break through, though, uh, so I have yet to make the dive. I will say, however, that joining Puckle Discord has been a tremendous help to wrap my head around so many of the nuances that competitive play brings to the table. So thanks for that. Oh, I see myself in this so much. That being said, I don't have much experience in the Pokemon meta 
to compare all these changes to. I can appreciate T- uh, TPCI pushing the boundaries of their design so much uh, and such, so banning Mont doesn't bother me all that much. In fact, I look at it as an opportunity to explore other Pokemon I normally wouldn't pay attention to. Uh, hashtag Skuntank. <clears throat> Uh, because, let's be honest, my favorite Amolga obviously has no competitive weight whatsoever. And that is not true. I bet we can find an Amolga team. Uh... <laughs> also, give Amolga Mega Evolution. There we go. Amolga for Mega Evolution 2021. Uh, this process shined the light on Porygon 2 for me. I never would have thought it'd be such a powerful mon. Though, with it being on the new ban list, I'm a little bummed. I'll have to find an alternative already. Well, anyways, I'll keep it short for this time. Catch you on the flip-flop. MLMO. Mm, yeah, I, I feel your pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess uh, if he likes Porygon 2... Hmm. Porygon Z is more niche. Yeah, it's more niche and it doesn't really play the same, but it's, it's still the same little odd digital duck. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> okay, our very last email is from our good friend, Bam. Bam. I got this one. Hello, my good Puckle. Uh, Bam, here with some thoughts on the Pokemon Company banning some Pokemon. As someone who has been playing, who has always played UU, I am a big fan of this. I like to try to make some random mons work, and when broken mons get taken out of the format, it makes the lesser mons more viable. I also like it when the format changes, because while it, while it is trying to settle, you can go and make some really creative teams. I hope TPCI continues with banning Pokemon after the Crown Tundra comes out. I hope they have a format where all the legendaries are banned, along with all of the common mons, even some average mons, and everything that has the fighting and steel types. It's quite a bit of banning. (laughs) Uh, Then I can finally use my Aurorus to dominate the VGC format. Um, (laughs) You might as well just hope for inverse battles to come back at that point. Uh, Keep up the great work as always. Bam! Wow, uh, Aurorus. I love Aurorus, but it just... Yeah, that was one of my favorite mods from Gen 6, so... Yeah, same. It's just so, so bad. bad. <laughs> There's <laughs> typing just There's no nice way to all. put it. Okay, Mega Aurorus. It takes away the rock type and it gives it something actually useful. Uh, I don't know, uh, Fairy doesn't work because it's still quad weak to steal. I, I, I really don't know. Ghost? <laughs> Hmm? it's just they'll do something for it poor guy it's so pretty (laughs) (laughs) and that is it for the mailbag the remaining emails that we did not get to read will be on our discord server there's a channel for that called unread emails if you're curious Mm -hmm. and now comes the part of the show that i dislike the most when i'm hosting Batch's final spiel. (laughs) Can Wimsy get through it this time? We are about to find out. So if you liked what you heard here today, we have about um, 455 other episodes on the iTunes. Plus, no pun intended, there's a Puckle Plus feed with the TCG cast, Battlecast, and Game Corner and Trivia Rewind now. Yeah, Trivia Rewind. Oh, there's Trivia Rewind now. I almost forgot. Thank you, guys. So pretty much twice a week, there's Puckle Goodness coming to you on every podcast TV that you can possibly imagine, and also on the YouTube. And on the YouTube, you, we also have battles and streams and 
if you like the streams, you're going to want to find us at Twitch TV slash The Puckle Podcast because someone messed up at some point. We're a Puckle Podcast uh, only there. We are Puckle everything else. And you can watch that stream. Here's, is Fire Red and Leaf Green done yet? Almost over? It's done, right? Uh, so we are up to the Elite Four, I believe. I remember oh. the last time Thatch streamed, he was doing a, a, some grinding and he lost a mon, so he has to now re, oh, retrain no. everything up and then film the Elite Four. Like It's not over, but it's a lot of grinding that he has to do that I don't think he is a fan of. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but when he picks it back up again, you get the best part of the game, the Elite Four. Will Thatch survive? We don't know. He doesn't have the Paris anymore. And just think, after that is going to be Heart Gold, uh, Heart Gold or Soul Silver, so we can start on that journey of Puckle plays. Oh, that yeah, long a grindy journey. Oh, gosh. exactly. With even more. If we grand, grinding, grinding was going to be difficult now. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, if you want to connect with us, the first and best place to do that is, of course, our Discord server. There's going to be a link to join that in the show notes. You can find it in the YouTube. You can find it pretty much everywhere if you look us up. We also have a Twitter, an Instagram. Uh, I think we have a Tumblr, but Tumblr's a weird place. Do we? I, I think we did yeah. at some point. It might be dead. It might be dead. All right. Uh, anyway, you can find links to all of our social medias and platforms at our website, pucklepodcast.com. If you want to be part of this segment and write an email to us, you can do so at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. And our question for this episode is going to be, what do you think about Mega Evolution and what do you want from Mega Evolution in the future? If you don't want to answer that question, you can write in with anything you think is worth saying or not worth saying. Maybe just funny. Maybe you just want to have a conversation with us. <laughs> Feel free to do so. If you want to support Paco in a more material way, as I like to say, you have two ways to do so. You can go to TeePublic, find our store, and buy t-shirts or mugs or pillows or tapestries with great Pokemon art done by Ozzy and Basket and other people. Some of them have our faces on it, and I think they're really, really, really cute. You can also go on Etsy and purchase our Summer League badges. And are there any mats left? Play mats? I hope there are. But the badges are really cool. Like, you, you will want the badges. You can also go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. You can join there and you get access to distributions and you can give us whatever coins are rolling around in your pocket at the end of the month, but only if you don't need them for yourself. We don't want anyone to go broke just to support us. It's really a lot already that you're listening and that you're hanging out with us. We appreciate it. That said, guys, I think that was everything. Yeah, I think so. I think you did it. Wow. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> thank you for listening and thank my co-hosts for being here. It's now closing time in Lavender Town. I have been the Fluffy Swimsy Coat. I've been I have Claude been. I? Never oh. mind. Oh gosh. Sorry. No. You. You. you nope. Go. go. Uh, this is twice this week. I've messed up. Go. Uh, Claude Nine <laughs> here. Ah. <laughs> and I've been P. McGee messing it up. And I messed up also because I already said. But it is closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.